Welcome to the Finishing Well podcast, where we encourage seasoned believers to find meaningful ways to impact their world for the kingdom of God. Whether you're 65 and up or not quite there yet, everyone can begin preparing to finish well. Now, here's your host, Randy Hess, with the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, Hal Habecker. I'm glad you're with us today on our podcast. I want to talk about an issue that's really a national international issue. It's under the topic of mental health. What does it mean? Why are people challenged? You know, last month was, uh, this is October, we're doing this in November. October was mental health month across our nation. You know, our culture today is plagued in many ways by mental health issues. For example, the the horrific tragedy in Uvalde, Texas, where the lives of those kids and the two teachers uh, were taken. You know, people struggle. I mean, we struggle in our culture. How can we be more aware of young people with mental health issues? That means there's something kind of abnormal about being a healthy person why do people do things? Why do they go off? Why are they somewhat, I may use the word deranged or challenged in some way? Why do these crazy things happen? And, and they continue to happen. University of Virginia this week, uh, you know, uh, Idaho. I, I mean, horrific, horrific things are happening in our world around us. And we find ourselves in this issue of called uh, called mental health and why are we challenged and it goes all all ages you know suicide continues to rise in our culture amongst all, all ages almost we we're challenged i want to say you know the last two and a half years of covid have have been a mental health challenge to the church uh, and and not just the church but all of our society but you know, here's an illustration. They say that 20 to 30% of the people in our culture who are Christians will never go back to church again because of, of COVID. Things happened and people are not as engaged and they struggle with isolation and hardship. Uh, it's a challenge to live these days. It's a challenge to be mentally healthy, spiritually, emotionally healthy. People are continuing to go to counselors in droves, trying to find some sense of purpose through hardship and issues in our life. Families are challenged. Marriages are challenged. I mean, the whole world is challenged out there. And in fact, in in our political world, we just had an election. You know, people are at each other's throats and they're exasperated in many ways. And I think it's a call to the church and to Christians to wake up and find places to be healthy and meet people and greet people and be healthy yourself. And it's uh, it's an issue for aging as well. Can I remain healthy as I age? Can I remain healthy personally? And I'm just talking I'm not just speaking of physical health, although that's a component of it. You know, physical health is a challenge. Because as my physical life may be challenged and or deteriorate or slow down, does it affect my mental perspective in life? Do I kind of slow down and become more discouraged mentally 
spiritually and in all kinds of ways as my body slows down? Or do I find myself continually being sharpened in my thinking process and my speaking process and listening to the spirit of God as I age and go through the seasons of aging? As J.I. Packer said, there are three of them. They're the the fast goes, the slow goes, and the no goes. (laughs) Our speed of life changes as we age. But Mental health would bring in the challenge of how do I stay alert spiritually? How do I stay alert mentally? How do I continue to encourage people? This is the whole world of mental health that I think we live in. We could chase down any of these roads individually. Uh, But that's what I think of, the challenges of our day in mental health. Uh, So, Randy, do you have any thoughts just in interacting with that at a a high Mm 30,000-foot level? Well, I'm not sure I do any specific thing, Hal, but I think you're right in general that the older, the aging population uh, that that we think of as we talk about finishing well has that challenge, has that challenge of um, either dealing directly with some loved one who who is definitely uh, struggling in some way mentally uh, or just in general, how I think you're, you're still relevant there with the idea that uh, we talked a while back, Hal, about uh, drifting. We had a, I think we had a podcast called that. We did. And drifting can endanger. We, I don't know if we said that or not, but drifting can endanger uh, us without us even knowing it, because what we're doing is drifting into uh, almost a I don't care about anything attitude. I don't care about anything, including I don't care about myself. So why should I, you know, leave me alone and let me just sit here in, in the chair and please don't bother me. And we we have we have tried our best to encourage, I think, uh, the people who listen to us to realize that they can be part of the challenge and issue of finishing well. If you want to call it, if there's any challenge to it, if there's an issue to it, it can be created by the very people we hoped and we hope can uh, can, can rise above it and, and be real um, encourage themselves by the whole idea of finishing their lives well, having purpose. And that is people who did deliberately isolate themselves, put themselves, say to themselves, I need to kind of be in this vault that I've created for myself and I'm comfortable here and I don't need you interfering or bothering me. Maybe I don't even need to get out and go to church. Maybe I just sit here can lead to at least a lower level, I think, of mental, should I call it illness, Hal? A lower level of mental illness for me in that I'm just rotting and don't care about it. I'm just, you know, just basically it's a, it's a, uh, it's a use, it's a non-use of my capability is because I choose to ignore it, to ignore what my capability is, 
or it's the development of an I don't care attitude. And that can really influence the senior crowd. But I think you're talking about many different levels of mental stress, mental mental uh, uh, problems that can rise up and actually harm us or others physically as well as mentally. And uh, we, we, you and I, I think, just want to make sure we at least sound a little bit of a bell or alarm for people, those people who are retired out there who just sit around saying, I don't, you know, either I don't need to do anything because I don't care and nobody else cares, or I don't want to do anything because, gee, that would take some additional effort on my part. And just ask you to please tune in to the Holy Spirit. Just please pray about it and check and see and, and get with some other people and talk about it because there are other ways to handle the so-called fourth quarter of your life. That's good, Randy. Uh, some illustrations come to my mind. Uh, let me speak for my own profession, that of being a pastor. You know, I don't know if people are aware of it, but there is what I would call a growing mass exodus of pastors leaving ministry today. Uh, the church is as challenging of an institution as ever to serve today because of a whole number of reasons. Everybody has their own idea of what church ought to be. So we're resisting uh, leadership. You know, we we pick at people. We, we peck away at success. And why is my pastor, why is my church not as successful? And it's draining on people. It's draining on pastors. And there are a lot of denominations today. I mean, the Gospel Coalition, you know, is having a massive outreach to pastors today to encourage them to stay in ministry because we're leaving. We're discouraged. We have a, a health crisis spiritually amongst pastors today. You know, what people don't want to stay in the church. They want to find different jobs. Uh, they, they're finished. I mean, so here is an illustration of people under pressure, in a sense, who are saying, I want out. I, I think of another case. Uh, there's a group in society, they're called DUNS, that is D-O-N-E-S, and they grow percentage-wise every year. They are groups of evangelicals, of believers, people who followed Christ in their life, and they get to a certain point in their retirement years and they say, I'm done with church. I'm going to stay home. I'm going to watch it on TV. I'm not going to get involved. It's time for somebody else. They are fatigued. They're tired. They don't want to engage the tussle anymore. And so like pastors who may leave the pastorate, you know, they themselves are people who want to leave the church. I mean, in terms of activeness. I think of two scriptures that come to my mind. Uh, you know, decades ago, I ran into this little verse in Proverbs 24.10. The text says, Solomon says, if you're slack in the day of distress, your strength is limited. Let me say it again. If you're slack or weak in the day of distress, your ability to respond is limited. So I think about that. I mean, I, God calls us to anticipate struggles in our life. Jesus said to the disciples, it's going to happen. Don't be discouraged. James says, count it all joy when you encounter various trials. So we, the, the press of life 
works against us. And these mental health issues are are created at all different levels, as we've talked about. So how does the church respond? How does the church encourage isolated seniors? How does the church reach out? How does it engage people? How do we live back to the previous podcast on Acts 2, 17? How do we live by the spirit in challenges like this? So and I, I think of Ecclesiastes 12, what the description of death is like. You know, death is going to be a hardship for every one of us. You know, we've watched parents go through it. We've watched colleagues in church go through it, whether it's a Parkinson's, whatever it is. There's all kind of reasons that hasten death and the last days. So we all know the importance of encouraging people you know, and stimulating people and being there, refusing to isolate people. I had a conversation on Sunday morning in our own church. There was a gal who had a stroke at 20. She's bound in a wheelchair today. She can think well, and she's learned ways to communicate. But, you know, she's challenged in all kinds of ways. And this gal who I was talking with, she's in her 70s. She goes to visit with this gal every week to encourage her. So I think of the importance of encouragement, the importance of reaching out to people who are broken. I think of Jesus, if you are uh, Matthew 28, come unto me, all you who are heavy laden and have mental health issues or whatever, we fill in the blank. Come unto me and I will give you rest. So how can we as the body of Christ continue to encourage people who are being challenged with those issues in life and dealing with hardships. Does that make sense? That's that's kind of a general 30,000-foot view of how I think about it. And then mm-hmm. let me throw one more in while I'm just talking about this. You know, caring for older people, maybe your spouse, who are dealing with dementia uh, and those kinds of mental challenges, they're real mental health challenges, both for caring for people who are going through them and caring for yourself as you're weighted down by caring for older people. I mean, we need to rally around each other more as as never before to be the people of God in our day on these issues, don't we? We do. We do, Hal. Well, we've talked about, there, there is, maybe there is an action item here in what we're talking about today that we can suggest. Uh, Nothing beats uh, refreshing, if I need to, my relationship with the Lord. Nothing beats that uh, and what we could suggest and praying about it. But when we talk about, um, we have talked about it in about a hundred different ways, but when we talk about how I can think about myself and how I'm aging and am I aging and uh, finishing well in my aging process. Am I doing well taking care of me? You know, do I need to even think about me? Uh, Generally, we want you to uh, look to others in terms of making a difference, influencing others in terms of making a difference, reaching out and uh, offering something of yourself to help others that will help you find real joy in your life for yourself uh, by making that your, your, your emphasis and your, your attention rather than yourself. 
But we do take that back in one case, that if you aren't taking some care of yourself to allow you the opportunity to get up and reach out, to allow you to have those, to allow you to get out of bed, if you can still physically do so, to allow you to still have the, the what would you say, how the, um, the fortitude or maybe just the, the, uh, the courage to reach out to somebody, the confidence to reach out to somebody. If you're not taking care of yourself in those arenas where you feel good enough to do that and you feel mentally uh, okay, even if you're an extreme introverted personality, that you feel okay in reaching out to somebody else or to several others. And this time we're talking about not necessarily reaching out to, to lift them up, but we're talking about reaching out to make a friend that can help you, reaching out to get somebody to double check, so to speak, my thinking, to double check my assumptions, to double check my lifestyle. And just give me a little bit of, of input in a godly way. Give me a little bit of input from the standpoint that maybe there's more that I could be doing for myself rather than sitting every day watching TV in my house and never leaving. Now, that's an extreme example, but there's probably a bunch out there that are, that's where it is. So we're suggesting action in the sense that do consider yourself consider your your level of isolation how strong is it and as you said how resist it resist that tendency and that um maybe that 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 assumption that isolation is is okay for me because it will get you it will grab you and it will harm you in our opinion with the whole idea of trying to finish well. So please look at that and please take care of yourself first, but also you're doing it for a bigger purpose, which is to help and reach out and lift others up. I have a good psychiatrist. Great thoughts, Randy. I have a good friend who's a psychiatrist and he has a phrase, how you need to be a missionary to yourself. You know, how do you take care of yourself? And one of the things I have purposed to do in my own life, uh, I never want to be at a place where I'm not engaging other people to help me grow. That's the first essential, you know, in living well and finishing well, I will never stop growing. Second Peter 3.18, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who has a purpose for your life. So as you encounter mental health challenges, you know, will you get in a rut? Will you drift or will you grow? You know, physically, emotionally, will you engage a friend? That's the second essential. I'll keep connecting. I, I don't want to live life alone. Will I continue to grow? Make a decision today. Now, you might say, well, how you're wired that way. You know, you just engage people. But let me tell you, there may come a day and probably will come a day when I'll be tempted not to engage anymore. I, I don't want to grow. I don't want to reach out. I don't want a friend. I want to do what I want to do. And I mean, that's where we all need help. And so it begins by purposing that way. Uh, 
a quick analogy would be our physical health. You know, we age better as we stay active. It really does make a difference. So we want to stay active, not only physically, but we want to stay active in all these other ways that we've talked about, wanting other people to influence us, engage other people, and be mentally sharp and spiritually alert during our aging years. That I makes agree sense. 100%. Amen yeah. to that. Well, it's it's been a it's been good for me to talk about these things. Uh, you know, I'm at a and good me too. point. Yeah, yeah me too. We just need to keep, continue to encourage each other, and so find a friend there, mm-hmm. and find a few friends, and make a decision. We want to live these years well for the Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, we want to use every ounce of energy, resources we have, etc., to be at work and making a difference. Christ in our aging years. Uh, So let's press on to do that. Right, Randy? I agree, Hal. Thanks for being with us today. Uh, Be alert for our continuing podcast as we wrestle with issues and think about them out loud. I invite you to process them with us. Send us your thoughts. Hal at finishingwellministries.org. Go to our website, finishingwellministries.org. See the resources that are there. Use them to encourage others. Use them in your church. Use them in your network. Use them in a men's Bible study, a women's Bible study, whatever they may be, however we can encourage you. And you can encourage us by writing us. Give us ideas and thoughts. And together, let's keep making a difference. Fulfilling God's plan for our aging years, the best years of our life, as Robert Browning said. May God bless you and encourage you this day. Thank you for listening to the Finishing Well podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's conversation to continue living out your God-given purpose. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, or you can find us at finishingwellministries.org slash podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Finishing Well Ministries. We'll see you next time.